Bill Mosley, Daniel Harris, Dick Warlock, George Romero, Kane Hodder, Robert England, Ronnie Blakely, CJ Graham, and you're listening to Dean of Horror Texas. Gotta be fucking kidding. Deep in the heart of Texas. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'll I'm, never get that clap down. <laughs> that is a hundred percent Texan it, thing. It's a hard thing to do. Uh, yeah. The stars at night are big and bright. Ain't no big fucking deal. <laughs> God, I miss Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> they don't clap in Seattle. They don't. They just no. get the clap. Yeah. <laughs> just the sound of a whoosh. From the umbrella opening, get some fucking Sounds dirty whoosh. hippie taint. <laughs> it's Jeff in the background going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> Did he ever get that right? Nope, I got it. Oh, he got I, it once. I've been working on it. Let's hear. <clears throat> Zoinks! <laughs> no, that's no. not a woo. <laughs> oh, a woo! Yeah, I thought it was a zoinks that we we're going for. Different wrestler? Different wrestler. That's yeah. not even a wrestler. <laughs> That's Scooby-Doo. I don't, I don't know my wrestlers, so we're going to have to go with that. All right. I'm sticking with the Zoinks. Hey, my name is Ralph. This is Jeff. I'm Nathan. And if you haven't learned, we are going to talk about the uh, the new buzz on the street, the new hot film that's hitting the nation right now. The new hotness? Uh, it's called... It's not a video podcast. We can't sign language. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was saying I was signing. Oh no! All I heard was it's called. I'm eating candy. <laughs> We're not behind a waterfall. Yes, we are talking about a quiet place, <laughs> which Nate is not aware of. So, if you haven't seen the movie, this is going to be spoilers. Of course, be warned. Yeah. We're going to have this for you. Whenever you finish watching the film, come on back. We're going to have a nice, fun discussion about our thoughts and how we felt about watching this. Uh, New film. Yep. Mm. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so mm-hmm. do your mm-hmm. countdown, Nate. <laughs> Three, two, one. You're fucked. All right. Yep, yep, you're fucked. I did, however, mention to my wife during this movie, I said, dude, we'd be dead already. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I fart and it fucking goes. I said that when I left. I was like, God, you you could never eat like Mexican food. Nope. 
God, that's a blessing. No, sh- what? What? <laughs> Golly, rewrite me? No, no. <laughs> Do you hear the gurgle? <laughs> yeah, we heard the gurgle. The reflex was like stated his opinion already. God, Nate re- acid reflex stated the offensive. <laughs> Nate immediately said no to that. No. <laughs> no. Oh, look, I mean, I I'm, I just eat tacos <laughs> hey, with no, no sour cream or any of this crazy shit. Yeah, yeah you eat it with ketchup. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I'm not, I'm not lying. There's some uh, taco sauce. No to that. I do like green sauce. Cool. All right, so a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we also a quiet place. Uh, this movie just recently came out. What about three what, weeks ago? Two three, weeks ago? Two or three weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. Um, John uh, John Krasinski. Krasinski from Krasinak. The Office. Yes, from The Office directed Jim. this movie and acted. And acted in it. Yes, that's very true. And wrote it. Did he wrote it? I think he wrote it too. He, he was all over this yep, fucking project. He wrote it. He helped well three people. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, like he was all over this damn movie, but uh, yeah. Now directed, righted, ridded, written, written. righted. <laughs> Granted, it wasn't produced by him. It was produced by Michael Bay. Wow. And two others. I know. Believe me, you. When I fucking saw the Platinum Dunes logo on this, I kind of gulped. You cringed oh. a little bit, didn't you? I'm glad Bay's doing something. Maybe he's getting a little tired of Blumhouse. Maybe he's, like he's so rich he retired and other people are running his company, Jeez. which would be a blessing. That would be a blessing. I didn't see any explosions or any doves flying in slow motion <laughs> behind a white, uh, you know, a guy with a white jacket flowing in the wind. Could it be a transformer instead of a monster? What? A transformer? It's a no. Face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Transformer? No, it's not a Transformer. No, it's not going to Transform. No. Damn it. How about a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> I'll give you $2 million. Uh, Michael Bay fucking sucks. I was shocked because, like, I saw that and I was, like, immediately uncomfortable. I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. And then about halfway through it, I thought it was a Bloomhouse film. Yeah. Like, I completely forgot seeing the title. And when me and Sammy left the movie, I was like, dude, Bloomhouse is killing it. She's like, that wasn't Bloomhouse. No. I was like. That's right. I mean, what was the last thing that Michael Bay did that was good? I mean, I'm thinking... Like, directed ever, or just produced? The, Ro- the Rock? Nick Cage and uh, Sean Connery? That's just a grunge look. <laughs> God, The Rock was amazing. Oh, my God. Nothing that man has ever touched has been... With... Didn't he do The Island? I don't know, did he? Uh, oh, that was a good one. Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor and... What was that? Johansson? Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. yeah that, that, was was that was a good movie. No, that was a good movie. He sucked. It's a good movie. I like The Rock. I don't like anything that has ever done. <laughs> I'll, I'll go on record saying that. Broken Arrow. That was John Woo. John Woo! Right? I think it was like that was John Woo's like first American film was fucking Broken Arrow. Oh, that was a with terrible With Christian movie. Slater and... Uh, Travolta. Travolta. And the chick from... Uh, God, what Whoa. was that? What was that chick from Broken Arrow? Do I fucking know? I've st- I never seen the movie. Samantha you never seen Broken Arrow? I, like when I was like 13, yeah, was 14. Awesome. awesome. Talking no. about Samantha Mathis? Yeah, Samantha Oh, Samantha Mathis. Mathis. Oh, Mathis. thank you. Yeah. She's, like, she's magical. Okay. Well, she's we're magical. not talking about those. We're, we're going into this movie. <laughs> All right, Quiet Place. God, I, was, I, was, I have see, nothing to say see, on Michael Jeff, Bay. Jeff was going into his Quiet Place. Oh, <laughs> oh, Michael, Michael Bay. Bay sucks. Oh, yeah, he's... The only thing he's good for is explosions. Yeah, I mean, you look at he, this like guy's list. Armageddon, 
Bad Boys. Oh, bad yeah. Boys 2. Bad Boys. The Rock. Oh, bad the Boys fucking... The Rock. Awesome. Ugh. God, you haven't said a bad movie yet. Bad Boys sucks. Bad Boys 1 and 2 is terrible. Amazing. Never. Uh, before the fucking Fast fucking and Furious franchise, we had he Bad didn't Boys. Do... No, I'm saying before. Oh, we before had... that. Before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, 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 Fast and Furious is fucking amazing. What? Fast and Furious is magic. That's probably one of the greatest film franchises that exists in our fucking... Are you... I, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you get the first four fucking tex, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacres. Uh, Fast and Furious <laughs> films. And then when you get to Fast Five, it just goes into like, alright, let's take this fucking awesome family and turn them into like Ocean's Eleven heist films. And it's like, it's just next level shit right there. I, uh... uh well, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this will be my last podcast. <laughs> I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh, come I on. can't do it. I can't. No. Yeah, so, you no. can. So Michael Bay produced um, A Quiet Place. Quit saying Michael Bay! <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> do you remember that movie he did? That was actually literally... Didn't he produce a film called The Bay? Oh, I have no idea. It was like a found footage film. You okay there, Nate? Washed. Nate? Extraterrestrial hey, bacteria. I will not say anything until have a piece of candy. Halloween 2018 comes out. Have a piece of candy. You'll be Fucker candy! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll have a piece of candy. <laughs> Alright, that'll keep him quiet for a minute. Jeff, go. <laughs> um, what was really neat... Uh, Produced by Michael Bay. Right to fucking... <laughs> I didn't have the candy in my mouth yet, cack smoker. I think when Ben Affleck comes out in Armageddon with oh, Michael Bay. <laughs> okay, okay, back to the, <laughs> seriously. Okay, <laughs> Michael Bay. Here, have a Snickers. It's bigger. <laughs> you're not yourself with it when you're hungry. Eat a Snickers. <laughs> Michael Bay's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of fucking creamy nougat to get, to get well, him there. It's the well, nougat, man. <laughs> He's trying to get. I'm the slowly starting to realize that uh, he his films are made for people that are just hopped up on sugar or meth. <laughs> I'm close. I'm close. <laughs> Give the man an award. Uh, Have another Reese's. Here we go. You got to cut to the that <laughs> Steven Tyler Aerosmith song from Armageddon. Why do I need to cut? I got that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I think I'm ready to talk. Okay, cool. All right. So, um, Nate goes and sees this with Sammy. And then you just unloaded on Messenger. Kind of like telling us everything we needed to do. You explain this as being uh, an experience? Yes, as I... um. Are we not? Are we doing final thoughts? No, we're doing like. No, no, no. We're doing the building. No, no, like, when I went. You cued us in on it. I, don't call me cute. Um, <laughs> and don't call me Shirley. Cued. Oh, cued. Candy. Um, yeah, when uh, when I went and saw this, uh, I had a, a, a very strong reaction to. No, don't fill in my sentences. Thank you. <laughs> I had a very strong reaction to it. It was a. Uh, a film that. It was something you. that. You fuck. It was something that um, I couldn't explain. And when I left the theater, I, I thought of it for a little while. And I don't know if if you don't see this in theaters. I don't know if you'll get the same experience as you would in a theater watching this at home. Um, at home, you're distracted. You've got lights. You know, 
even if you watch the movie in the dark, you're still illuminating your living room and, you know, people drift off and focus on other things. It's, it's not a dark, dark theater where there's nothing else but the screen. I think being a, a, a home movie, I don't know. I'll have to see when it comes out, but I don't think this is going to, if you, if you don't see it in theaters, you're missing an experience, a, a theatrical experience. And that's, it's not just a, a, it wasn't just a movie to me. It was actually like a, a moving piece of art. Uh, and that's the only way I could consider it. And and like I, I hit you guys up and I, I was talking to Jeff about it. And I was just like, dude, you gotta go see it. Like I'll watch your kids, whatever you need, man. Like you got to see this in theaters. And he was like, why? And I was like, it's, there's just something there. It's, it's a movie that will only work a hundred percent in the theater. I don't know. We'll try it out on home video when it comes out, but gotcha. that's my original thoughts on it. Like this was just art that you had to immerse yourself in. Cool. Uh, Ralph, when you caught it in theaters, um, I caught it in theaters actually like a few days ago. Cool. Uh, I actually sat down and watched it twice. Oh, wow. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had to, wa I had to watch it twice. You um, had to watch it. I twice. had to watch it twice. Yeah. Why? Uh, well, first time I was just kind of like, man, like, cause Nate was, I think it was because of the hype that Nate built up on it. I had to watch it a second time because I was like, I, I don't know really what to think about it. So gotcha. I was like, I, I need to go see it again. So I waited a little, like I, I waited about a day and then I went back and watched it again. Um, but yeah, no, this movie is definitely an experience to go, go through, especially in a theater because <clears throat> like Nate says, like you are illuminated by everything. Whereas in a theater, all you have is the screen mm -hmm. and to experience that with other people, especially to listen to how quiet it is in that theater. Oh yeah. You have so many people watching that movie with you. you and whenever you hear like popcorn, like someone eating it, it's like, what the fuck? You're distracting me. <laughs> You're distracting me. Stop it. You know, but no, this movie is definitely an experience to sit down and watch through. Um, so I, I do agree with Nate on that. And I was actually, um, it's definitely different. Gotcha. It, it was definitely different. And the concept was amazing to it as well as we get a little further into this, but no, it's, it was definitely something. Gotcha. Um, I took the wife and we went to the theater and it was kind of crowded, you know, we didn't show up there like super early, so we didn't really get like, we fitted somewhere, you know, decent seating, but yeah, I can definitely chime off to what you're saying. It's like definitely everybody is like, shut the fuck up. And if your knee pops, you know, you're kind of like, fuck that guy's knees popping. <laughs> and then like, you know, you can literally hear everything. And then the wife grabbed like a package of Twizzlers. So she's like, you know, like, shh. I was like, <laughs> like, like you're ruining the ambiance, you know? But yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. I mean, I love that, that cause, uh, as we get further into it, obviously, like you said, there's two levels of quiet, there's us quiet. And then they cut to the girl and it would just be like, totally, totally. And, was, and that was a, a unique audio. Uh, that was a unique audio tweak to, to see in an, an experience in the theater. Yeah. It's a, so the story goes, we're not going to walk through the whole story, but pretty much this story opens with them in a pharmacy uh, looking for prescriptions in this like deserted fucking town. Like everything's ransacked because the oldest um, son is the like... oldest son's got like a weird fever or yeah. some shit. He's got a and, fever and the they have three, three kids, three kids. Yeah. Three so, kids. And this youngest, cutest little kid, this little boy wants to play with this rocket ship and he's walking up to the dad and the dad's just like, <gasps> I love that you don't no. know what he comes back with. 
Yeah. Because you, you're thinking, like, maybe it's not his kid that comes back, or maybe it's, what, like, something's yeah. attached to him. Yeah, because it's, like, from the hip, right? It's, like, yeah. It's like a shot from the shoulder and behind it, but yeah. But you see the dad's first immediate reaction. He looks over and just gaunt. Yeah. Like, blank stare, like, oh, oh. And the, then you see this kid walking towards him, and he's like, oh, fuck, what, what is... And keep in mind, silence. The only thing you're hearing on the screen is the wind blowing and leaves rustling. Like yeah. you're not hearing. You're not. You're, yeah, you're not quiet. set up to what you're. So yeah, I mean, this isn't like a normal talkie movie. Like, hey, we've got to be quiet. Like they do sign language and hand signals yeah. and very low, low whispers. And I think that plays with the the theater experiences because at home, even if you have a badass sound system, you don't have a theater sound system in your house. And if you do. I'll give you my number and, you know, I'll watch a movie, I'll make popcorn, bro. <laughs> but like, uh, that's the thing is there's such low volume frequencies that happen that only really can be picked up if you're blasting this motherfucker at full volume in your house or in a movie theater. Um, but when the loud shit happens, fuck man, yeah, it's next it, it throws you off. Like it kind of like I paid for a whole seat, but I only sat on the fucking edge, edge of it the yeah. whole time. So, yeah, this kid walks up and he's got this rocket ship and the dad's like, oh, my God, like takes it very soft. And we don't know what the fuck's going on. Takes it very carefully from him, takes out the batteries and is like sign languaging him. No, yeah. it's too loud. Can't do it. And the sister feels bad. So that as the family's leaving, the sister gives him it, the spaceship back and the kid turns and puts the batteries in. Yeah. As they're walking home on salt or, or oh, on sand. Yeah. Um, that's why I thought it was cool. They sanded their path to yeah. kind of pad the oh, sound because they're already so walking awesome. barefoot. Mm-hmm. But what, going to the reaction like that has the dad has as you reflect on it after the movie, you realize it, it's the equivalent of like your five year old kid walking up with a fucking loaded revolver. Yeah, that's and basically, an dad's like, "Dad's like, give me the gun. <laughs> Let me take the fucking bullets out and put the gun down. You can't have this." Yeah, it's the exact same expression. And that's that's like, why I was terrified like, when we talked about it after the movie. I was like, that was the level of like the caution that that the family was at at that moment mm-hmm. it's like oh my god our youngest could literally kill himself and all of us with this little fucking toy yeah. a harmless toy and like you're saying yeah it leads up to yeah like, they're, they're walking home and they're going across this bridge and the dad's carrying the sick son and the mom's pregnant for fuck's sakes and wait, she's, she's, not, she's, pregnant. Pregnant. Not, pregnant no, she's not pregnant yet. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what freaked me out. It's like, why wasn't she taking? Like, I saw the movie two and a half. Why would you ago? have the kid like the the youngest kid by himself at the end of the line? Yeah, that's what my like, wife said. She goes, well, he would be in the middle. Fuck yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. If you've done it a hundred times, you get complacent. Yeah. Yep. So well, this especially that, like, what was, was that? Like 87 89, days? 89, 89 days? 89. So you're talking about three fucking months of <clears> this living situation mm-hmm. of like the attack or wherever the fuck this is it's just day 89 you shouldn't be that, that complacent, complacent with your child you know i don't know and she kicks herself later that's why i'm glad she yeah. she she carries they that, both feel the burden she carries that burden just as much as the dad and the fucking uh daughter does yeah. and that's what was kind of like so it was i mean justifiable. yeah they're walking you know the deaf girl is walking behind the mom and then behind the deaf girl is this little boy and you see it from, I think, the dad's perspective, right? He's walking with mm-hmm. his son, and, and he goes, and fucking the dad just slow motion turns frozen in drops fright. Drops kid. And just yeah, drops the sick kid and just 
bolts. Yeah, he <laughs> like, barrels like he like, he did like that Michael r- Johnson dude, fucking speed. Like he did <laughs> fucking like Mr. Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom fucking uh, run uh, chariots of fire. I mean, give it your all. Yeah. I have to get to this kid. And right as he and you hear this rustling coming through the trees, and right as he's like an less than an arm's length away, bam! This thing out. just fucking takes the kid. <laughs> Not. Takes him like, oh, I got your kid. Wham! Like fucking, fucking like linebacker, dude. Yeah, yeah like fucking exactly. Oh, dude, just fucking mauls it right, and then it starts, and it's like, holy shit! And, I, and they needed that. I love the setup of like, this is where you're at. This is the ground rules. This is your playing field. Now let's jump like three hundred something days in the fucking, mm-hmm. you know, into the future. Yeah. So now the mom's fully pregnant. Sons, the oldest son's got like. uh the one, the only son left is now has like full on PTSD mm. from the situation. Cause but, he, everybody and what's, what's so fucking great about this movie is the acting, their face and their manners convey so much guilt for this kid. The oldest son feels guilty that he was sick that day. The dad feels guilty that he wasn't able to reach him in time. The deaf sister feels guilty because she wasn't able to get, you know, she gave him the rocket the ship. Rocket thing, he'd be and okay. the mother's like falling apart because it's like, hey, my baby just fucking got mauled. Yeah. And, and I didn't have him in between us. Yeah. And then she also was having issues because of the fact that she could. She said that she was strong enough to carry the son, but she didn't want to because she didn't feel like it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have the... bags to carry or something like that that day. It was like mm-hmm. she was free. She should have. They yeah. convey emotions so well through n- not a lot of talking. I mean, just through physical acting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to go too much scene for scene, but I mean, the, the, the whole thing is, is that this thing is pretty much wiped out all let's see all above ground life um other than people that know to shut the fuck up major cities have probably been wiped out completely oh yeah um i love the way they set up that farming community with the fires yeah that was awesome when they did that kind of lord of the rings like the fucking tower shit i was like oh that's awesome you're it's a way of communicating you're you're there cool yeah Yeah. like which community did we lose today or or Mm -hmm. homestead or whatever farm yeah i thought that was awesome it was fucking great man and just the uh, the smarts that these people take during this movie. I mean, there's only one scene where I'm like, what the fuck would you do that for? Um, but that was really it. I mean, when I saw this was a PG-13 movie, my first reaction was, oh, God. And then Platinum Dooms, oh, God. And then yeah. I get this fucking this masterpiece. So, um, yeah, someone else can carry the story. I don't know where, where you guys want to go. Well, like with the story itself, like it's really like I like I was saying earlier, it's really well done because it's a it's a concept that you don't see. Like, yeah, though, like there's like it's they use uh, other movies have used elements like this where they're like, oh, you got to be really quiet. We got we can't we can't we can't we can't really make a whole lot of noise. This movie takes it to like the nth degree to where it's like, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Like literally to where they're like just sign language everything. I love it. And if you listen carefully, you can hear the you can hear them talking to each other. Yeah, very but like you were saying, it's a very low whisper. And this is a concept that is, I would have never thought of that. That's awesome. Because I was like, oh yeah, no, fucking we, every horror movie has them going. You need to be very quiet. He'll fucking hear you. No, no, no. These people are like fucking sign language yeah. to each other. Um, right, like even like don't breathe, where you have to be quiet because this blind dude's hearing is so in tune. They're still like. <laughs> 
don't mm-hmm. speak. Don't, don't, do, do. And it's like, yeah. no, these guys are like, yeah. <laughs> doing hand signals and talking yeah. at the lowest whisper possible. Oh, yeah. No, nah, that, that concept was a, was beautifully done. And then the monster reveal was even better. I mean, for instance, how sensitive this thing is. Uh, they're they're all just sitting in their living room. The kids are playing board games and a raccoon falls on their roof. And I guess it's kind of like a tin roof because it was a loud bang. Well, it wasn't. It, it um, Was it made up? He drops the lantern. They drop the, the kids are playing Monopoly and they drop a lantern first. And the yeah. fire and starts on the quilt. Yeah. Fire starts on the quilt, and then you end up you hear noises, but you find out it's a raccoon moving around. Not yeah. the creature attacking. It's not the creature, yeah. but then you end up seeing that they're like it's attracted something. Yeah, like even the raccoon. So. Well, then the, the raccoon field. get taken out. Yeah, yeah the raccoon yeah. got taken out. And so like poof, gets stepped on real hard because the raccoon was, you know. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the, the, <laughs> these things are. That's what I'm malicious. saying. I would be taken out if because. Uh, Passing gas <laughs> like a foghorn, <laughs> especially to... when you sit down, sit down to shit. You'd be like having like a <laughs> like pillow belt thing that you just be wearing on your ass, <laughs> like a silencer. <laughs> it's a fart <laughs> suppressor. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so yeah, the dad is a. Uh... What did y'all think of the uh, the fucking creature? A little demogorgon kind of venom. Thing? Venom. It looks just like venom. Gotcha. I got a lot of Demogorgon vibe Yeah, I got a Demogorgon vibe from it. Because I was like expecting it just to open up and I was like, oh, it's a Demogorgon. And yeah. I was like, no, but it just did like this weird fucking... Had like, like the little panels and whatnot. Yeah, let yeah. me show extreme ear mm. close-ups. Oh, yeah, like, and that the, ear. the design for that ear, though, is like, oh, my God. When it would just vibrate and shit mm-hmm. to like c- capture sound. It remind me of Beowulf uh, Gretel. Yeah. The big pulsating ear. But yeah. this thing like has like... Why I say Venom is because it's... Uh, armor if you will is always like kind of shifting a little bit so when it gets a what they find out is its weakness is these high frequencies Mm -hmm. it kind of rattles open and exposes the creature under it yeah and it's like oh fuck that's fucking neat but we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves um i i find it cool that like after after you know the mom's pregnant and everything and the dad starts teaching the son look, this is where you need to go. Here's little tips and tricks. And he takes him out to this waterfall and the kid's just fucking nervous as hell because the waterfall is loud. Yeah. And the dad gets right behind the waterfall with the son and screams just, Rah! and the kid flips his fucking lid and he's like, they can't hear through the water. And he could finally talk to his son at a yeah. normal well, speaking yeah. volume. Yeah, because like, as long as you're around something that's louder than you, they're not going to bother with anything. It seems how this is constantly loud. Yeah. It's not going to register to them as, like, oh, that's yeah. something else. And he's showing his kid how to fish, and the kid's freaking out because the fish flapping on the water. It's like, loud. It's like, no, there's the rushing sound. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. got to be equal. So, I mean, but then on the way back, they encounter that old couple. Mm-hmm. And fuck, man. It's like some people just talk cry. about ruining a day right there. <laughs> Dude, I mean, the, they come across this barn that they've never seen, and... I guess the guy's wife had just been fucking killed. No, I think the guy just fucking flipped out and murdered his wife. No, no, his, his wife. wife was dead. Okay. No, the thing got it, because that's why he screamed. Oh, okay. He was just upset, because like now I'm all alone, and I'm fucking 80 years old. So the dad's like, no, no, no. And the guy just, rah, screams, and fuck, the dad grabs the kid and book it, and 
See, when I watched that, I was just under the impression that the guy, the old man, that just kind of fucking flipped out and kind of killed his wife. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. he was just ready to kill himself, too. Yeah, no. no I don't know. but Like, something happened, and she yeah. got taken out. I was like, damn, this sucks. She probably made too creepy much old, Creepy-ass old dude. That's all I know. I was like, mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, not like This movie... Like, yeah, like, the scenes are very well... Very well done. Um, fucking, like... And it... Like whenever the dad's out and about, the the daughter is like run off in a huff. She can't hear shit, and then the mom is by herself. I was like, oh no, she's pregnant. Everything was just raised up. The fuck is going to happen? And then you see her doing the laundry, and you see the nail. I'm like, no, no, too no. much noise. That <laughs> was just like, everything escalated so much because you're so like you're listening, you're w- listening and watching this movie, and you're tr- you're under you've understood what's going on within the first few minutes and you're just seeing everything that could possibly go wrong with this. Like, like the little things. And what was even cooler about this movie for me is that anytime I had a question about something, the movie almost immediately answered it almost mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. That was good. So, which was really cool. Like I, the first time I saw the movie, I saw it with Cody and Laura and they were saying the same thing. It's like anytime that I had, anytime you had a question about the movie, the movie immediately answered it. Yeah. So, which was, which I thought was super smart because it's like, Oh, it, it, the movie understands that you're thinking about these things. Let's go ahead and answer some of these fucking questions. Yeah. Cause even with the first shot, when it shows day 389 or whatever the fuck it was, it was like, he went to that whiteboard, the dry erase board mm-hmm. and it said everything up for you. Yep. Uh, what you need, what you look for that. I thought was kind of stupid. Oh, but they, survival I- medicine, Food. I was like, okay, Captain Obvious. What else do we need for survival? Well, I like. I like that he did write down that there's three in the area, though. Mm-hmm. That was like the good setup. That yeah, because you didn't know there was gonna be like fucking a thousand. Or yeah, shit, which you know? end up finding out later. Like, there's a lot of them. Well, I like the fact that it takes you right to the news clips because you're like, oh, like, yeah. what are the weaknesses? And it's like, no known weaknesses. We've tried guns. We've tried bombs. We've tried that, and it's yeah. like, oh fuck, no effect. That sucks. I think they even said they put him through a nuke. Oh, I don't know about that. I was like, one of the papers. The news clip things. I was just like, oh, it's not exposition. Tell but, well, exposition no, because they like can't not, tell you. Yeah, yeah, and then when he's going through all like France and China, he's marking them Japan, off, and like, nobody's yeah, talking yeah. to no him on the radio. Back. And I love the whole time you're seeing this. He's tinkering with an object, and you're not sure what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. And it's revealed to be a really strong hearing aid for his daughter. Trying to try, try out the different frequencies. He's just yeah. trying to get one to work. He's mm-hmm. like, fuck, yeah. she, she can't. Here you are, you're having to be quiet so these things don't fucking hear, and hear you and kill you. And here's this daughter who can't hear a fucking sound. So she's like totally susceptible to, mm-hmm. to just die, you know? Yeah. Especially in a world that, like, if you make any kind of noise, you're fucked. And yeah. It's kind of hard to tell if you're making any noise when you can't hear the noise yourself. Well, she yeah, could so. kick a glass Coke bottle down the street and not yeah, even yeah. know. Exactly. It's like, oh, fuck. Yep. But yeah, it's uh, but she, was, but she was still smart enough to cut the sound clip uh, for the shuttle though when she got her huff and puff mm-hmm. moment. That was beautiful. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Like how the dynamic with the family, just like the relation, like you said, the strained relationship. You could see them all kind of like struggling with what had happened, even though it had happened almost a year ago or over a year ago. Yeah. Uh, the strained relationship between the daughter and the father because she always felt it, it seemed, or at least for her it seemed as though he didn't love her at all because of what had happened Yeah. because he never really, they never really conveyed their emotions, which I think is kind of silly because you've had an entire year to do all yeah. this. And you're like, smart enough to what, to convey your fucking emotion to your wife in like the worst fucking possible setting. It's like mm-hmm. fucking, yeah. Pregnancy. Oh my God. 
As soon as I saw she was pregnant, I was just like, oh, yeah. my I got, God. Oh, he's not smart. Okay, I get it. Yeah, now. like, I was kind of... Pull out. I got... <laughs> I was like, why? Like, like, morning after pill? Whenever... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just keep rotating bottles, we'll find it. But no, like, that... Whenever it showed that she was pregnant, like, I'm starting to get into my little nitpicks, I kind of felt as, like, that took away from the impact of the child's death. Because, like, oh, we lost one. We can make another. Yeah. Yes, but there was always the infinite sadness, like I yeah, spoke about. I know, Everybody but... always held that over them. But if you know, and I your think situation... it was more of an accident. It wasn't oh, like consensual. Still though. still, though, like you, you know what's going to fucking happen. Well, day eighty nine, they weren't fucking pregnant. That's all no, I know, but weren't. you can tell that the dad, after you discover she's you know eight months pregnant or nine months pregnant, you can tell the dad the entire time has up to the level of crazy in his eyes has changed. Yeah. So you can tell that motherfucker. Knows he made a mistake, and he's trying to figure out the best possible way I'll to put it in a casket and fucking get it. Oh, isn't Austin that fucking there. crazy? Oh, I, th- I was like, oh my god, they're gonna gas the kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, oh, you fuck. <laughs> and then I realized it was just oxygen. Yeah, we'll keep in this soundproof little fucking thing. That and that's one of my gripes is, you know, they, the the, that entire pregnancy scene with everybody gone, and it's just her. You know, with the nail and the whole nine yards, that was so fucking intense. That was like, yeah, that nail got me. That was like eight minutes of my heart just fucking racing. I and had Home Alone flashbacks with like that nail. Ever he wasn't around her, she just like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anytime like a husband wasn't around the wife, it was like she just fell into like complete hell. You know, mm-hmm. like that's what it was just like she was destined to fall into. But yeah. like, yeah, she goes into labor after you know stepping on this nail and shit, and her oh water breaks. God. She goes downstairs and then steps on the nail. Now she's like, "Fuck, I'm I'm having contractions, and my fucking got a foot nail. I'm hiding behind a water heater. The thing's following me." How smart was, like, was that? Set the just, timer. Just oh, that was genius. Yeah, she was just like two minutes. Go. <laughs> god, I love that scene. Yeah, I mean, this entire birth scene is oh my god, and That's the extreme. dad's like telling the son, "You go set off the fucking rockets. Go yeah. set off the rockets." The kid's like, oh, "I don't know what to do." that's like go i'll find you yeah and so he splits up so he can get in the house and the kid goes to do the diversion the deaf chick is just wandering around aimlessly laying down on the bridge Uh, she's over by the grave she's over with her her dead brother but she started walking back at this time no she didn't walk back until she saw the fireworks oh was it the fire oh yeah Yeah, like she stayed there until she saw she didn't hear him no (laughs) she was there until she saw the fireworks and then she went running but yeah, it's like because she went. The uh, wife goes to the cellar because she turns those lights in the cornfield to red. red means yeah, I'm pregnant. I thought that was genius. meaning problem. And mm-hmm. that's why I thought it was cool too. Is like they show you the setting to mm-hmm. let you know that this family was already well established. You yeah, know. like they they already knew what they were doing. Yeah, they're self, uh, you know, self aware, self sustaining, self sustaining. Thank you. So it was like self reliant. Fucking big time! I love that fucking basement quiet room they made. Cause you see their fucking shelves; it was just everything was pickled, everything was preserved. They were ready. Mm-hmm. For and then this. on top of that, they were they were taking old newspapers and plastering the walls. Yeah, all soundproofing. Oh, I don't breathe. Remember? Yep. <laughs> don't breathe. Don't breathe. Remember they had that soundproofing stuff oh. for the the chick he kept in the cellar. The gag the ball bed. chick. <laughs> she had a oh. gag ball and she ain't screaming that much. <laughs> never look at a turkey base the same. No. <laughs> Especially when it went down his throat. 
Extra mayo. <laughs> Yikes. I'd love to review that movie sometime. But, uh, yeah, like this whole pregnancy scene happens. They get the distraction they wanted. But then the children are lost in the corn. Or not lost, but they can't get back to the house. And the dad can't get to them because mm. he's trying to help the wife and baby yeah. get them situated. So this is the only part of this movie where I was like, what the fuck were you thinking? Is uh, there he gets the wife into the soundproof cellar yeah um with the baby they put the oxygen mask on this baby and put it in a coffin then shut the lid i was just like holy fuck and then uh the wife passes out obviously she just fucking pushed out a kid yeah pushed out a kid but he goes upstairs and he notices that the water main is running like it's broke he no, doesn't. He doesn't. Oh think. no! He notices it. It's right there. I even leaned over to Sammy. I was like, "Don't you think of, that's gonna?" Affect he came you? out and he heard it and he kept going. I know. I was like, "Wouldn't the you fuck think that's gonna affect it?" Like, yeah. And then the next scene of the the lady in the cellar, the room is flooded, and the coffin is floating with the lid off. And I'm like, "Oh my god! Did the baby fucking drown?" Or the creature ate it? No, I wasn't worried about the creature. I was just like, "Hold!" I mean, they're like fucking tits deep in water, and it's just like. Oh, oh, don't fucking take two children from me in this movie, man. And, you know, she sits up and it's this cool, like, red light effect, but she sees the creature in the corner of the room and she, like, has to get into the water. And, oh, my God, as she gets in the water, the thing goes under the water and they're like the baby's floating like halfway in between them. And so as she goes there to reach for the baby, the creature's head comes out of the water and meets her kind of like halfway and it was just like, oh, my fucking God. And luckily, there's, you know, the drippage. And mm-hmm. she got under and past it, kind of like the waterfall. Yeah, effect. the baby's all murmuring. And stuff. Um, oh, my fucking God. I have a gripe in that scene, though. Please. Oh. I have one gripe. Whenever she gets in the water and she starts walking, she hits that jar. Mm-hmm. And you hear everything moving. Sound travels faster in water. Mm-hmm. That thing was already underwater whenever she hit it. Sound travels Would, faster in water. If it travels faster in water, yes. Because you, because whenever sound, whenever sound, whenever sound is made underwater, it causes the, it causes the atoms to, to cause it to travel faster because you have all these atoms hitting each other. So it would have got, it would have gotten to him a lot sooner. I'm like, uh, I was but he didn't, it didn't really move that quick. I was like, okay. I was wondering if I'll you had like a that. sonar effect maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, like the thing, it, it. It picks up on sound, and mm-hmm. I was like, "If you're underwater, you're gonna figure out where that is pretty yeah, damn quick." That's weird. It's four times faster than air. Yeah, but you gotta also remember there's the splashing of the water coming right. down. There's but, the raining like, effect. But that from was the all pipe. behind her. No, 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 no. I'm saying the raining down from the pipe, broken pipe. Mm-hmm. That was like in the side of the room. That was like right over where the baby's crib was. Right. And then the waterfall effect. Thing but was if in it's the back di- if corner. It, but if it's able to differentiate, yeah, but constant if sound like, and something like subtle, noise. yeah, something that's different from what it you're already it hearing, been, it's plausible. It should have been something so. that like triggered it, like, hey, there's something to go, you know. And Which sudden, then again, I could, I, I like, if you were to make the argument, well, that's the reason why it went straight to the crib, and that's where it, why it met her. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. But I, I thought that that was my one little gripe about that one scene. Outside of that, the scene was beautifully done. Yeah. Like I was Oh, I love uh when she pushes the baby out and you're under this impression and the and the husband finally gets upstairs and you think it got her and mm-hmm. you see the bloody bathtub and then the, that bloody hand just hits the fucking shower glass. Oh, I was like, yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Jump scare. They do a lot of fun uh reveals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the old man was a fun reveal, the bloody hand, the nail. There's so many cool things that were just subtle. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because it could have been just jump scare for jump scare skate, yeah. but it was it was good setup. Everything was story. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely good setup. Like like I said, I have little nitpicks here and there, but the movie itself, it was it was enjoyable. Yeah. So, but like th- that was one scene, and then the kids irritated me. Oh, the oh, I was no. about to ask you uh, when the boys ran through the cornfield and he panics, <laughs> and runs like, into the track. Well, like first, like <laughs> I don't know, like. I have a little, like, the kids, out of the entire movie, the kids probably irritated me the most. Because everything else was great setups. Every, everybody played their parts really well. It wasn't until the kids started to panic is whenever I started losing my mind on the kids. Well, they're kids. No. Right, but here's the thing. Like, whenever the father drops off the mom, it's like, oh, the, everybody's safe. The son knows to stay there. No, he didn't. He fucking left. Stay where he doesn't like. He was supposed to stay over by the fireworks, by the rocket, because the mom was like, Where, "Where's, where's so and so? Where's, where's the boy? Where's the girl?" Oh, the I can't remember what he said. The girl was, but he she said the boy, the boy. He was like, "Yeah, he knows to stay there for the fireworks." Well, why would you stay with the fireworks? Because that's where all the noise is coming from. Right, he said, go light the fireworks. Go light the fireworks. But I think he they're also su- supposed to meet at that. Uh, no, they weren't. Corn thing. They weren't supposed to meet there. The the deaf girl ended up finding them there, and they went there because they start because they saw the everything going on. Yeah, but no, he said that he was supposed that they were going to meet him. Yeah, like he was so, supposed to be somewhere, and that boy was supposed to stay. He, he was supposed stay. to stay. Yeah, and then the kid panicked, and instead of staying on the path and maybe either like backtracking or going forward, he goes the direction of the loud to make the most noise. Yeah, <laughs> like running through the Why you know smart. you're not supposed to make a whole lot of noise? God dang. Like, that irritated me. God, man, he got knocked the fuck out. Bro. Yeah, but yeah, you're he... talking about in a fucking full-fledged panic, Ralph. But you're... a fucking 10-year-old kid. Still, you're a year into this. You're a 10-year-old kid. But you should, again, you've you... Been, you are had... a 10-year-old kid. I'm you're... 10 years old, and I know not to fucking touch no, the stove when it's hot. No, you don't. Because yes, it, I do, because the... I've already touched it. I've already and seen bro, what happened. Hey, being a 29-year-old man cooking... I fucking had a a, what, what? a a kitchen fire with hey, grease Jeff. and what I throw on it water and Jeff, a fucking fireball. Jeff, if Audrey knows the stove is hot, is she going to touch it? She shouldn't. She knows it's hot. But okay. if she's got some crazy thing chasing her and she's scared for her life and she runs in like no, oh, but oh if, shit! But if they know the situation, he goes, "Hey, go light the fireworks." After you fire, fire the fire, I, you I understand, there. guys. But you're I'm saying, that saying just, as a child, you but, see this thing coming at you, your first instinct. Is to fucking run. Well, we're not right, about but the, don't run in the direction the that's going to make the no, most we're noise. We're not talking though. about what the kid does, though. We're talking about like what the parent expect the kid to do. Yeah, and that's the that was the the case because he was like he knows how he knows to stay put. That was kind of like the the main thing that he told the wife to mm-hmm. settle. And her I down. can understand. Okay, I, like I'll even follow you into the fact of like, okay, don't stay there because it's making noise. Right, but. And Again, you got to imagine see, this kid's got PTSD up the ass. That and that's that's fine, <laughs> but still. Why would you still knowing that this thing makes follows noise? You you just saw your brother die. You know you're supposed to be really quiet. Why would you immediately go into the cornfield? Because he was headed back home. And on the no. path Yes, and on the path home, he saw the fucking thing. Then go the other direction. He did. He fucking turned into the cornfield. No, he <laughs> into the cornfield. Like there was a path of sand behind him. Yeah. Well, like I like, said, you panic. The kid didn't know. He just fucking ran. That's all he I go doing. with the safest. I would go with the safest route, regardless if I'm 29, 49, or you nine. You can't say what yeah. you do as a scared, frightened eight year old kid and 10 year old kid. You can't say it. But I know, like, again, I've been doing this for a year. 
365 days minimum people get killed on the job all the time that have been doing it 20 years because they're taking shortcuts because no yes no it's because something happens something happens they took a shortcut or they went where they weren't supposed to fucking hell i i I fucking can't I don't know. But it's, let, it's, let, let me get psychology wise, and that kid well, should have known better. Psychology. No, I know not to fucking snort coke, but if I got a fucking line, I know I don't have a drug test. There well, you go. Oh, guess what? <laughs> I shouldn't have fucking done it, but I did it. God. Anyway, it's just a gripe. That again, the film. it's it's, it's a, gripe a gripe that I have. It's, Why? It's retarded. It's a kid. And you know what? The funny thing is, is <laughs> I, I'm usually the guy that fucking hates children in movies, and I absolutely thought these kids were smart. And brilliant acting. Oh, no, so for you guys to be like, oh, these kids are annoying. It's like, what the fuck kids have you been watching? I hate kids in movies. But like these kids I fell in love with. I cared about them. Uh, yes. Did they make some ba- wrong decisions? Yeah. But I mean, put a panic. I mean. <sighs> well, I'm not saying that kids were like fucking stupid the entire time. It's just that gripe is why would you make so much noise? No, no, no. That was my only thing. Outside of that, I was completely fine. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the the point that got a little bit more for me was like the whole when they climb up the mill and mm-hmm. the door breaks and he falls in and he starts yeah. fucking falling. And then the door falls and she jumps in the door and then she saves him from the, mm-hmm. the and then he saves her and I was like ah what the fuck is this? And yeah. I was like it was just a scene, but it was it was I mean they just kept on elevating mm-hmm. you know different uh, story dynamics I guess, but it was neat. Because yeah, no. I think it was cool because that played into more of her ear thing, having mm-hmm. that frequency to scare him the fuck off. Yeah. Because, I mean, the thing literally, like, was, you know, pretty much doing the T-Rex scene from Jurassic Park. <laughs> you know, they're holding the fucking door and they're like, oh, and mm-hmm. then the ear thing, and then it freaks them out to the point where, like, the alien or the creature thing actually, like, just barrels through yeah, the fucking silo. Slashed out yeah. the metal of that, and that was awesome. Yeah, no, I... Like I said, this movie answered a lot of fucking questions. Like, well, shit, why don't they just go and why don't they just take a fucking boat? Yeah, if the thing fucking swims. <laughs> I was just why like, not? Why not chill out in the silos? Oh, that thing can bust through those fucking silos like it's fucking paper. <laughs> oh, I've been playing a lot of Far Cry Five, and then like the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, man, this would be a great expansion if they could, like, <laughs> if they could figure out how to like work some of this shit into the, like, the actual fucking game because yeah. it's like it's perfect for it. All the silo stuff and all the cornfields, I was like, awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely would be. But yeah, that was that was kind of weird. That whole fucking like swinging door and all mm-hmm. that crap. Cause, well, yeah, like I was that was putting some fucking cause fucking was, shit in my pants. Oh, dude, because she was deaf and she didn't hear the door. Or the mm-hmm. boy fall. She just looked back and he wasn't there he anymore. He was gone. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, no, that was fucking insane. Because I was like, why didn't she react? Because she couldn't hear. The fucking yeah, she couldn't hear yeah. shit. That's fucked up. Granted, it'd be like, I don't know, I. It was fucking. It was just fucking crazy. To, like turn around, just see him there, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> and then she didn't know that what was going on because she looked up and she saw the door just swing, and yeah, you know that like red shirt that's making a lot of noise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it was cool Jesus. that she pulled the whole fucking Titanic scene, you know, with Jack and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, here, get on the door. Never let go, Jack. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, that was really fucking. Because I mean, cool. she actually went totally under. Mm, yeah, she she fucking she she risked her life to save his life, and he did the same for her to try yeah. and pull her back out. God, that was awesome. Wow, he got Titanic so... and Jurassic Park in one scene. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, no, nah, the fucking like the movies, like hell, even the fucking ending was was fucking crazy. I, it was 
it was kind of like you saw it coming, but the whole the dad reunites with the kids, mm-hmm. and you know, like the get to the truck scene. Yeah, it was pretty much get like, to the truck. I'm right behind you. Exactly. It was beautiful. It was emotional, but it was like you know, it was kind of like you kind of. It was very self aware mm-hmm. by that time. You knew what was going to happen. Like, oh, yeah. like once you once you saw that he said go to the truck, that it, you like. Even if you didn't pick up on it immediately, you knew something was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Somebody was going down. And the part that so. fucking, the last shred of hope you have goes when she fucking turns off. The, yeah, like, the thing's making too much noise, too much noise, and then she kills it. And when she kills the fucking thing, that's when the creature actually, like, full on is able to, like, mm-hmm. all right, you turned off your force field. Now I can fucking attack and kill whatever yeah. the fuck's making that noise. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. And then you have the, the dad's fucking, like, emotional farewell. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, no, nah, it was, it was intense. That was fucking intense because I was like, because uh. <laughs> that dad's yell. I mean, it just still echoes right right now. If you like, if you like, you know, think about it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just like the kids just boom pop the brakes and just coast right to their mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dude, beautiful. I turned towards my wife and she was bawling. When he <laughs> did this "I love you" yeah. symbol. I will always love you symbol. Mm-hmm. Now the yell is what's like. Boom, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. Boom! I was just like, I mean, as a dad, I, you know, my wife sit there bawling. I was like, I wouldn't do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely would. Like, it, it, look, I'm a big, kind of strong guy, but uh, I, I got weepy. I got a fucking tear rolling down my eye during that scene. The guy's smart. There's so a million things I think he could have thought to do, but it was mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you knew it was coming. Like yeah. you said, it was telegraphed. You know that. At some point in this movie, he's gonna give his life for for something. Yeah, and it they just the way they did it was gorgeous. Yeah. So and the way he was protecting his daughter from like ever going to the basement, it was more like he didn't want the kids to have a full awareness of how dire their situation was because he's like, yeah, pretty much the whole world's gone, kids. Like there is nowhere that's gonna be safe for y'all, like at all. Ugh. <sighs> I mean, I'm looking over Platinum Dunes filmography, and man, this is their best fucking movie they've ever done. I mean, you get such gems as Amityville Horror Remake, fucking The Hitcher Remake, The Unborn, The Friday 13th, The Nightmares, The Leatherfaces, The Purge, Ninja Turtles, Ouija. Yeah. Fuck. I was so worried going into this movie when I found out it was Platinum. But, I mean, man, they played it beautifully. Played it beautifully. Once it got to the ending, and you get the idea of the daughters all uh, becoming self-aware now, how much her dad loved her, how much hard work he was going to trying to make her that right earpiece, mm-hmm. and just by happenstance, she starts putting things together, and then when she clicks it back on, and they fight that one because she's got the mom's got the little boy behind the water heater with the baby, and the boy's just like fucking gung ho now. He's on page. He's like, I'm gonna protect this little boy, this little my baby brother with like everything I have. Yeah. And the mom's sitting there with a fucking pump shotgun and the daughter's finally putting the shit two and two together. And man, when she fucking grabs that fucking thing and she just puts it right to the fucking mic and, and, and like you cranks it to eleven. Dude. It was just next level shit. You're mm-hmm. like everybody there was pumping their fucking fists in the air going, Woo! Because like it's finally getting to that level of like yeah. yes. And just how the creature's body armor splitting and vibrating God. and its ears showing and shit. And the mom doesn't like, even hesitate. Wow. She just leans into it. God, the loudest <laughs> yeah. shotgun blast in the fucking film. Boosh! The fucking thing kicks back, grabbing the fucking shells, trying to hold itself up. 
And then he starts shaking a little bit. She walks up to again. Does, does that fucking death rattle? God, oh, beautiful. Dude, yes. It's it great. It's awesome. So, like, like, yeah, they've discovered how. You have to have a high frequency and then kill the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But then I love it because she's like. You start seeing the monitors. <laughs> yeah, you, you start see seeing the all. They're running. all coming through the hall and ass of the cornfield. <clears throat> yeah. Turns up the volume. <laughs> clicks the fucking thing. Yeah, and at the very end, you're like. God. They're like, we can take on the world, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have it now. Uh, yeah, just send the codes out to the rest of the people. Yeah. Yeah. All she needs to do is decipher that frequency. That's it. Mm-hmm. Boom. She has it. Yeah, there that you was go. genius. Yeah, it definitely was. Like this, this movie did a really good job with it. And what's really cool, I I didn't notice no, none of y'all none of y'all pointed it out. This movie foreshadows it. At the very beginning of the movie, if you look at the newspaper articles, it says it's sound, oh, it's which sound. tells you okay, it's sound that that attracts kills you. you. Yeah, but it also it's sound that kills it. Yeah, it foreshadows that. That's not yeah. true because they're like, oh, it's sound. Okay, so the entire movie you're thinking, gotta be really quiet. You, you can't make a whole lot of sound, and then you find out it's fucking sound that fucking like yeah. just a fucks un- with a it. unique frequency that mm-hmm. just fucking will just shake it to its core. It's like mm-hmm. the venom peril, yeah, dude. Because yeah. you know nothing can really hurt him except if you hit fucking the right a, frequency. A right frequency, it mm-hmm. knocks his armor off. Yep, nope. It's symbiotic. It's so cool. Costume just fucking shatters and. You see the so, so when Venom comes out, <laughs> it's now this did a better Venom. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, without Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah without Tom Hardy's fucking, fucking like traps in like the back of his head <laughs> and him going. My name's Eddie Brock. Here's a minute and a half trailer with no costume. I don't know yeah. what the fuck they're gonna do with that movie, dude. Like at first, I was stoked, but I was like, wait, you? I understand later in comics, Venom was the antihero. Is he playing Eddie Brock? Yeah, he's okay. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock was a goddamn thief and an assault and a mugger. Like you can't have sympathy for this character. So but didn't how the they, fuck are you didn't they play reboot that? Venom where he was just like a special covert hit? Um, well, well, he teamed up with Spidey to yeah, beat and, Carnage um, and then Anti Venom and then ugh, uh, it went out of control. It was like it was. I can't. I can't remember what it was. It was like Lethal Vengeance or Lethal Justice or something like that. That was the series. Lethal that, Encounters. Maybe it could be. Uh, that's whenever they made him into an antihero. But like, the thing about this this particular Venom side story, guys. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. But this Venom one, Spider Man, Spider Man's not is not going to make an appearance in this movie. Damn it. Mm. Two, it takes place in San Diego. What? Not New takes York. In, nope. Uh, takes place in San Diego. Oh boy. What? Yep. And the symbiote, it's not. It's not gained by the same means that you think from all the different iterations of it. Not from outer space. Not from outer space. You mean it's not from Secret Wars? Like, nope. Not a meteorite. Not, not not a meteorite. Not from Secret Wars. J. Jonah Jameson's kid doesn't come back with it on a on a spaceship. spaceship. It is a completely different thing. Oh no. And is this Fox or Sony? Uh, this is Sony. Oh no. Yeah. So Splinter so- found a black ooze in the sewers mm-hmm. <laughs> in San Diego. Oh, and no. supposedly, like people that are working on saying that the the suit doesn't make appearance to the last like twenty minutes. Oh my god, that's all I need is overdubbed fucking speech walking me through every goddamn. Oh. Yeah, people don't know who I am. They have no clue. Oh, Nobody cared who I was, so I put on the mask. 
You didn't put on the mask till the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, what are you worth? Yeah. So, uh, but like, how can you have a Venom movie without Spider-Man, though? That was the entire premise. That's yeah. why Venom became Venom. Well, you, you could know. do Venom origins, but you can't portray him in a lightened hero. Venom was a fucking killer. Yeah. Like For a while there, like in, the, like in his beginning iterations, one of his big things was that he ate brains. Yeah. That yeah, was the first incarnation yeah. of him. Yeah, that was the first incarnation of him. That was the Eddie Brock one. Mm-hmm. And his entire... That's like doing a Cletus Cassidy carnage where he's a fucking priest instead of a fucking serial killer. Yep. Mm-hmm. God bless it. Anyways. Nah. Anyway, <laughs> let's do some uh, wrap up on this fucking movie here. Cool. Anyone Nathan. first? No, I don't want to go first. Jeffrey. Um, I went in uh, happy. I, I, I enjoyed the film. It was a really good, solid uh, horror film. Just like, you know, Don't Breathe uh, of recent. It was uh, on par with a lot of good things. Uh, very reminiscent for me for uh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Signs. Very reminiscent mm. to that film. Uh, me and the wife talked about that, and I and I also simplified the monster to almost being some kind of hybrid between a xenomorph and the Tremors uh, creature. I was like, oh, it's cool. I mean, they, they mixed some really fun genre ideas, and they played with this really cool sound design. I think uh, Marco... Uh, Beltrami or something like that. He did the music for World War Z. Uh, he was a composer for this film. He did he did a decent score. I liked it. It, it carried the film properly. Um, honestly, it was very simple. Uh, paint by numbers film. It was uh, uh, ninety minutes. I could say that that was cool. It was an hour and thirty minutes. You got you in and out. It was a fun trip. Uh, definitely worth uh, the matinee price. Uh, yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, one thing I want to do, uh, chime in before I, I pass off, uh, I was able to catch a clip on Facebook. Uh, they talked to John Krasinski. Um, his wife is Emily Blunt in real life, mm-hmm. and she had just got done uh, shooting the film Mary Poppins, uh, the new remake that's going to come out later on this year. Yeah, And they were on the plane heading home, and he handed her the script that he had been working on called A Quiet Place, and she read it, and she was going to give notes to her husband. But she loved it so much. She goes, I have to do this. This is something I have to do. This this is great. This is yeah. amazing. And if y'all remember from our last episode, uh, Cloverfield, uh, uh, Cloverfield Paradox, uh, John Krasinski was originally tied to come out in that film, but he took the sabbatical and he kind of departed that project Smart. to uh, follow up on this. This was his passion project. He wanted to write, direct, and star in this idea that he had had with, you know, he had culminated with, with, the, with you know, uh, with Platinum Dunes, obviously, mm. and Michael Bay. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this, uh, this fell in the right place. I mean, I'm glad that his wife did what she did because she is just amazing for all the hardships that her character does go through and all the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I think it's played very well. And I think uh, Krasinski also as director, he was a force – to be reckoned with on this because he plays such a strong char- uh, uh, male dad character and father character, but he also fought his ass off to make sure that the daughter character was actually truly, they hired a, a true deaf uh, person. Mm-hmm. So the daughter was really deaf and he looked for an actor who was on par with that character. And he goes, this there, this character has to be a, a deaf girl. It's, it's the best way to play it. Mm-hmm. And the studio fought him. He won. And I think it plays all for the better. Because yeah. you get a truer performance. Whether you think it's you know not on par with some of the writing that we get from it and stuff like that, it's true, true and authentic family experience within these circumstances. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun. Uh, definitely go watch it, and it's a uh, reasonably. 
would say buy, but it, it's definitely worth the rent. Mm-hmm. Cool deal, cool deal. Um, so for me, whenever I saw this movie the first time, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't all that impressed. Like, I didn't see the the oh it's a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes i was i was kind of like oh, i could see 70 75 tops but i was like i i'm gonna have to see this again because i'm i'm just i'm not sure about it so i went ahead bit the bullet bought another ticket saw it the following day sat down and watched it again knowing whatever knowing everything that's going to happen and I, that's when i started picking up on all the little bits nuances. and pieces the yeah. little nuances the like i said the um the entire thing where like foreshadows, oh, it's sound that's that that's killing all of us. Well, it's sound that's going to kill it too. You know, that's when yeah. I picked up on that. And I started having, I, I started like understanding why and the the reason to the madness for as to why they're doing a lot of these things. Grand, I was still a little upset about that one moment with the kids in the cornfield, but outside of that, everything was was hitting for me. So for me, this movie is definitely like. If it when it comes out on Blu-ray and DVD, it's a buy. If you don't buy it, at least rent it. Give it a shot. Try it out, because it is definitely a concept that no one's really gone down that avenue for. Like, and it's it's a very entertaining movie. Do I still do I feel as though it should be getting that hundred percent? Probably not. I probably say eighty-five now. Eighty-five, close ninety, because it is still a very entertaining movie, and it it has it has heart. I I, I appreciated that and. It's very well written. It's very well done. Like I said, I just had that one gripe about the cornfield, and that was it. Everything else was golden, mm-hmm. you know? So, and like I said, the fucking movie answered a lot of goddamn questions. Like, why don't you just hide in the fucking silos? Oh, it could r- it ripped through that, like, fucking paper. Go fucking, go into the ocean. Just stay on a boat. Those things can fucking swim. Yeah. Oh, well, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked. So, yeah, no, you're fucked one way or the other. So, why don't they just live underground? Oh, well, no, The like, if, if it fucking starts flooding, you're fucked. So. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it, it's, it, it was fucking crazy. So, yeah, this movie definitely answers a lot of questions as well as you're going through. So. What about you, Nate? Oh man, uh, I mean, I fought you just for nitpicking. <laughs> so I know I'm I'm a defender for this movie. This movie is a hundred fucking percent. This is better than Get Out. This is better than fucking anything I've seen come out in the past couple of years. Honestly, um, it just sucks you in. Like I said, this is to me it was an experience. It was uh, something that probably can't be revisited. Um, it was something that I didn't watch i think i maybe saw a trailer like maybe i doubt it but sammy says i did um i went into this naked not even knowing that it was fucking michael bay production platinum dooms um yeah you thought it was Bloomhouse the entire time i did i mean and even after i saw the fucking opening credits saying platinum dune and me leaning to sammy going oh no 30 minutes in the movie i'm like dude Bloomhouse is killing it she's like that's not fucking Bloomhouse." really like it just it it didn't hit me at all no i mean this movie just had me immersed to where my brain was completely 100 percent focused on it um 100 uh, god i'd give at least a 95 um like i said get out and those movies are all terrific don't i'm not knocking them in any way shape or form but this is a style and how it was filmed and how it's sign language and whispers this is a fucking movie for me this it, this beats those other movies get out yeah kind of had 
an Oscar? Yeah, but <laughs> but was it deserving? I don't think it was. I I really don't think it was. I think that's one of those. I think that uh, that's a that's a different story. Um, that what was the other movie that oh Shape of Water? You know, I didn't. Re- I watched you know a good hour of it. I still have to finish it, but an Oscar for that? That wasn't anything special. It was a okay. Ape I, Sapien finds love. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. It, you know, I scratched my head at that. That the whole Oscars this last year, even though Get Out winning was like fuck yeah, and Shape of Water was like fuck yeah, you know, like horrors getting recognized. Do I feel they were just? And and no, I don't. Um, so this movie, I do consider Oscar. Did this material. come out during I, Oscar season? Yes, and that's what I'm afraid of. I think it's too. You know, Oscars happened, and then this movie came out like a month later. So I think okay. it's too, it's not going to be remembered in a year that it should be. Whereas if it released six yeah. months or four months before the Oscars, it would get all yeah. of its. Yeah, maybe like before. Get it Out released. came out in January, February, and it still picked up a Best Original Story Oscar. In January and February, and the Oscars are in what, March? No, I'm saying like in 2017 when the year just started, Get Out came out like in the oh, first quarter. Oh, I got you, I got you. Yeah, so they backtrack is... 13 months or whatever. To... No, no, no. It's like this is a movie that's going to be up for a 2018 Oscar if they recommend it for acting or directing or writing. Uh, I absolutely which is... think this is acting. This should get best actor. I don't know by who. Probably not the kids, but I mean, I don't know this guy. I don't know the lead actor who's also the director. He I know, was in, I know him from um... nothing. He was in The Office. I know. I never watched The Office. Uh, I avoid television. He was great in The Office. He was great in Leatherheads with George Clooney. Yeah, I avoid George Clooney, too. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, man. I just, uh, the experience was well worth the price of admission. And like I said, I'm a little concerned about what the home experience is going to be. This is a buy. Absolutely. 100% buy. Nate's fucking fart stamp of approval here because this this is a this is a fucking solid goddamn movie which i didn't think it'd be i don't even like emily blunt i don't care for her i don't know who the guy is i know none of the children so i'm like okay blank slate it don't didn't see any previews know nothing about it completely 100 blank and when i get surprised at a blank slate man that's the best best type of fucking gift uh, if you venture into Jeff's like cinematic world, uh, I think this could be an easy prequel for fucking Edge of Tomorrow because Emily Blunt's character is set up so perfectly to be such a badass that if you would flash forward maybe like another 10, 15, 20 years, uh, it would be cool that she would be the uh, awesome uh, sergeant that she plays in Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and they're fighting that uh, alien race and mm-hmm. Tom Cruise just keeps coming back and back and back. It's just fucking fun to play with that idea. It'd be cool. Well, we even we even theorized it being a uh, a uh, uh, Cloverfield universe. Oh yeah, because it was it was very close to becoming a Cloverfield film. God, if this was Paradox, I would. Oh well, instead yeah. of that fucking movie we got. Oh my god! If this would have played into Cloverland, that would have been neat. If it would have been like mm-hmm. one of the Project Clovers, like one of the alternate universes, that would have been neat. But yeah. it plays so much better for not being it because it stands like a, a true, uh, like almost like a Jaws or a Tremors. You know, yeah. it's a good, uh, it's a good feature flick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, standalone. See, I mean, it'd be cool to see a sequel to it if they did it in a different realm, like Ten Cloverfield Lane did. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. 
or like even like a prequel, see when these things land and hit yeah. the cities and just carnage and destruction. And that's always first eighty nine days. Be awesome. Well, that's what frustrates me because like with twenty eight days later, it's like I always want to see day one because you see like when Ray, you know, the rage takes over and like the initial attack in the lab, but you want to see like airports and stuff with the rage virus mm, yeah. killing everything oh, and demolishing cities. It's like wow, where was that? Yeah. Wow, that would be fucking great. Like, kind of like six um, days before <laughs> um, seeing these things attack cities would be like aliens. Like, if you made this, it would be like aliens. It, it would be I, like well, you know, companies are scared to invest. I mean, they only invested like seventeen to like twenty million into this, and it's already at one hundred and eighty. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a good return, man. Yeah, man. and it's still keeping the ninety six, ninety seven on Rotten Tomatoes, even though you know, like with like fucking five hundred votes. Um, I I pray this wins an Oscar because this movie deserves it. See that, and I it follows. It. <laughs> Still hoping for that Oscar. <laughs> I, I saw the uh, the guys uh, under the Silver Lake uh, trailer. It's like finally a follow up to the director did it follows and it looks neat. Uh, and it has that one kid from uh, he he played Spider Man before Tom Holland, Garfield. Yeah, Andrew Garfield. It looks good. Mm-hmm. It's like a good uh almost noir kind of puzzle kind of film where he's got like the girl goes missing now he has to like solve these little yeah. riddles to kind of like find her you know what I mean well I think this will be our last podcast up until Texas Frightmare oh two oh. more weeks till Frightmare yes oh I get paid God. the day before <laughs> I got some burning money better be ready Texas Frightmare yeah <laughs> I mean uh, this is gonna be amazing Uh mm-hmm. they've got such the best lineup like it's going to be a great lineup because they've got so many people coming this year. I think just with the Jason fans alone, yeah, you're you know that's, that's going to be nuts. That's going to be yeah. You're going to have a full house just with the Jason fans. I just yes. really wish they'd announced Derek Mears. Oh God, if Mears would have dropped it. <sighs> like I understand, like there's only one Jason that's not alive. Yeah, and um, the one kid from the faculty canceled. Uh, he was the curly haired kid from the faculty. Oh yeah. But the dude from uh, Devil's Candy is still going to be there, so that's going to be nice. cool. Oh, Ethan uh, Embry. Embry, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be there. Yeah. That's going to be cool to me. It's so weird seeing him go from, like, fucking uh, uh, Empire Records to... Shoplifter! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, like, Devil's Candy. <laughs> Gluing the fucking quarters on the ground. Awesome. Who, who fucking glued these quarters down, mm. man? <laughs> It's Rex Manny Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, now he's just like this super ripped buff fucking dude. It's like, oh man, and then stud dude, Clive Barker fans. I mean, you have like almost the entire Hellraiser cast gonna mm-hmm. join us there. You have the entire, almost the entire oh, cast of it. Uh, Dorf, uh, Brad Dorf's coming again from Charles Play. I think we all still of haven't them. got a Wolfgang, huh? Nope. No, they not Finn. Wolfgang don't like us. Well, that and Stranger Things still haven't made up for. Bailing last year. Yeah. I, think I mean, they're, yeah, I think that's like. I, no, I'm saying like I think they're too deep, and I think they're actually recording or filming season three. Season three yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that might be a lost cause already for us. Yeah, man, you got so much. I mean, you have like what 80, 90 percent of the fucking just, kids cast I right now. I want John Carpenter. I want it. I manifest it, man. Manifest. Like I've got it. I've got so much shit for that guy to sign. I'm gonna need to like give. You three things, you three things, Sammy three things, and me three things, and then and do repeat three things. Circles. Well, I'm amazed. I mean, people got stuff signed and got to meet John Carpenter when they went VIP just to go see his concert. Oh my god! 
Everybody. But that like, was like 600 bucks, dude. That was, oh my God. You're meeting John Carpenter on like a personal level. Yeah. Oh my like, God, that'd be all right, ne- next. And it's like you and your wife, you walk up and it's like, ha oh. <laughs> Like, that, that's, the, that's the funny thing. Like, every, like, you know, I didn't go to a lot of comic conventions as a kid, but like when I started going I th- with Ralph and Sammy to him, it was like, love you, buddy. It was like, they're like, how do you handle like meeting your idols and shit? Cause like when I met Stan Lee, yeah. Like, you know, people go, oh, my God, you don't get all fucking crying, yeah. crying in line. And you don't shit. get you don't get starstruck. No, man. I'm just like Excelsior. You know, Stan Lee's like, oh, these are good comics. And I was like, thank you, man. And he looked up at me and goes, you you a Marvel fan? I said, I've always been a Marvel fan. More of a dark it. horse, but that was it. <laughs> and and when he got done signing, I said, thank you for your signature, sir, and everything you've done. And everybody. Excelsior. And then like the next person line came up behind me. Like, I love you. I love you. It was like, Jesus fucking Christ. You sound like a turkey. Yeah. Like, shut up. Like, you know, you saw me with Danielle Harris. The only reason I got a little bit of sweat going because I'm fat and Jeff kept poking me in the ribs. I'm like, come on. Get away from me, Tell you love her. Tell you love her. Tell you love her. I love you with your husband right there. Give her your number. No, man. Give her your number. He's like, dude, you know a good place to get sushi? I'm like, ah, there's a great water burger. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't get, I don't get like starstruck by anybody. I mean, when we, Chatted up with Robert England. Yeah, it was just a cozy, oh yeah, I love cozy I, little thing. Yeah, it's like when I or you know, Thomas Wayne. You meet some of these dude. Yeah, I mean, hey, you guys want to see me do a concert? Ralph, we're not saying no to anything tonight. How about a blowjob? Fuck. God damn it, <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> and he's at it. And then Nate goes, "Ever had your asshole hit, licked by a guy in an overcoat?" Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, baby! <laughs> Golly. No, but like, even me and Kane Otter, that dude has been like uh, a legend for yeah. me ever since mm-hmm. I was a kid. He's been scaring me. And I get so to finally see him now. When I got to meet him, I just said, How you doing, Kane? He goes, Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I was like, uh, I don't need a picture. Why don't you want a picture? Well, I'm getting a picture with you later, but I do want you to do a video real quick. <laughs> I can do a fucking video. Cool. All right. Say this. Say hi, Ralph. Ralph! <laughs> like. It's like Ralph, sorry sweet. I missed you. If you were here, I would have done this. <laughs> such a dope face. video. Why'd the screen go black? But I mean, John Carpenter might be the first person I get like. You should crumble. Crumble in front of that into. man. Yeah, of yeah. course. That guy was your childhood, dude. That is my childhood. Like Carpenter. Like, uh, if you don't crumble, I will make you crumble. You just kick me in the back of the knees. Ah! Like, but even meeting Dean Cundy, that dude is a huge staple in my fucking. In my early years, you like, attacked that like a champ. Yeah. And I just walked up, shook his hand. He stood up. He's like, "You want a picture?" I was like, eh, "If you, if you want, you know, I'm getting yeah. the thing picture with this you." Guy shot hey, Jurassic man, Park, let, man. Let's get another picture. I was like, "Okay, fucking a. hey, you got a really cute kid. What's the thing? You know, it's I just bull." Yeah, I don't know. I I got I got starstruck. I got reduced to like a fucking teenage boy when I met a uh, Lamberto Bava, because I mean, you know. We're only on this earth for a certain fraction of time, and I never thought my past would ever sync with one of my favorite Italian directors, like Italian horror directors. He's like, you'll, really? like, you'll never meet. I'm not going to Italy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> when I met him, Liberto Bava, and when I met uh, Dario Argento, and he was like leaving his table, and I just got to have like a basic one on one, like he's going to his room to go eat fucking, you know, goldfish or some shit. Uh, it was like meeting the man. <laughs> 
and just <laughs> probably s- sucking on a bag of stem cells. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> straight eating babies. But meeting those, uh, meeting those Italian <laughs> great horror directors and just speaking them out to a level of like, you know, hey, how's it going? I really appreciate your work. Blah 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 blah. Like that's what these conventions are here for. It's to bring the fan at least a little bit closer to like to their legends. Yeah, to their, their your idols, your your legends, your uh, you know, like I can ask this guy a question that's so minuscule and stupid, and he can just look at me like, like no, I, I never really thought that much into it. But, you know, all in all, we shot the scene. It was really fun, you know. Uh, so-and-so didn't really have a bad day that day. We shot it the way it was, and, and all in all, it turns out great. I mean, how did you feel about it? And he's like, now you can give your interpretation on something, mm-hmm. and they can reflect on it and go, oh, that's cool, you know. Yeah. I think that's what Frightmare is there for. I th- exactly, yeah. man. And I, I, I mean, think, for me, I think the reason that I've always been kind of dialed in and not get all crazy is because I've met so many stars way back in my childhood. Yeah. Like, you know, my drummer for my band used to build Travis Barker's drum sets. So one day we went and delivered Travis Barker's drum sets and he's, you know, the, this is at the height of Blink 182's popularity. Sitting right there, just chatting it up with me. Yeah, I'm like, you know, normal people would have. Oh my god, I'm like, can I get an autograph? I never asked him for anything, and he's like, hey, you you want to go eat a burrito? I'm like, yeah, let's go eat a burrito, dude. Like, hopped in his Escalade, drove, got burrito, fucking, and then he put my name in uh, at a concert in Vegas for free backstage tickets and shit. I was like, it's awesome, sweet. Yeah. I mean, I always got to meet like big rock stars, you know, being mm-hmm. in a band and shit. Like, you know, we played with the Ramones when we were 16. Oh, uh, yeah, well, it's uh, well, fuck I you. Mean- <laughs> <laughs> if Trent Reznor walked in here no, right no, now, no. you'd be bent. Oh, well, he's an artist. <laughs> Literal. He won, he won an Oscar. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, he won an Oscar? Fuck yeah, he did. For what? For soundtrack of fucking Social Network, a David Fincher film? Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ramones do that? Blink-182 ever? Yeah. Score something? Yeah. Yeah. No? Shit ton of Grammys. Yeah. What are you talking Shit about? Shit ton of Grammys? Yeah. Yeah, two? <laughs> Blink? I don't know. I don't know. Dude, Blink-182 has like fucking 100 Grammys, Oh, dude. wow. They got a lot. They give them away? A lot. Yeah, they give you, them away. You can buy them at Pawn Shop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Pawn Stars in Vegas and bought them. Oh, <laughs> was, Jesus I Christ. I was dick. I'm sorry. No, but like, I, you know, like playing with bands way back in, in my, my teenage yeah. years, like Ramones and... Fuck, I don't need a rat and warrant. <laughs> I play with rat and warrant. Quit <laughs> dropping names. None of this is happening. It's not. It's not. But you get to meet these <laughs> no, like big stars. We should have stopped at the Travis Barker story. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Just cut that last part out. <laughs> no, no, I'm keeping it all in there. I'm keeping it all in. No, you this know, all stays. Met no, the producer but like Skid Row. Dude, album? at 16, I got asked like by fucking one of the Ramon dudes if I knew where you want a burrito and fucking heroin. Oh wow! I'm like, oh. uh, no, I don't. I, you got some pot? <laughs> you have that look, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> I'm fat. Hey, <laughs> where's the black tar, dude? <laughs> For real, you know where to get some skag? There's a skank that lives right down the street. You get, you get her. Second door from my house. Right. Uh, Just hilarious. go to the back door at my house. Third door on the left. <laughs> Just ask for my mom. Oh! Oh, oh shit! It's a goddamn it! It's just a joke. Oh shit! I'm gonna buy Jeff a floating door back to his country. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, shit. Make not, this podcast great not again. Not even pay the fucking rabbit $50 to send him back. I'll just give oh, him a door. Man. There you go. Go back no, and cross the Rio Grande. <laughs> no, that'd be a luxury because Delta would put him under the fucking, in the cargo hold and freeze him to death. Oh, oh God. Thank That's you. awesome. Bye. Popsicles. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right cross. <laughs> really? Oh, my eye. My back wasn't out. You'd be in trouble. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, so yes, Texas Frightmare is where it's at. That is happening in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. First week of Mayo. Fifth and sixth. Oh, man. Be there. Be square. Do not miss out on this. This is going to be ultimate. This is know? a badass show. I can't wait. Oh, and did you guys see they add the Jason panel? No. There's a panel with all no. the Jasons talking. Oh, my God. Coinciding at the same time as another panel that I really want right. to go to. But guess what? I'm going to be at the Jason panel. Yeah, no shit. Start charging your fucking video camera now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I need to borrow your tripod this year, though. Okay. Because yep. holding that bitch up no. one-handed you, you, for an hour and ten minutes. Dude, you got it. I took a few years off my life there. <laughs> like, bring, bring Ralph. He's a monopod. Fucking calisthenics. <laughs> Jesus. Don't but you know your shoulder, like your fucking shoulder was built for that last day. Oh, dude, my fucking right armpit sweat was just like I felt it in my knee. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, look, saturation on one side. Oh, this is me. Jesus. This is like Florida area down here. It was really confusing, too, because when the guy handed me the microphone and I'm recording, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm speaking right into the microphone of the camera. Oh, is this your first convention? Atticus? Dude, that was so rad. That's awesome. That was so rad. Round of applause for Atticus. I'm I'm really bummed that I'm not taking my kid this year because I wanted him in that Jason photo. Yeah. But then again, I want to get fucked up with my wife and screw like two stone test bunnies. Jesus. I'm sorry. Ralph in the room. He's just got like, what do you call it? The, uh, Ralph, go stay with Jeff. <laughs> He's got the, like the sound canceling headphones on and a blindfold. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if we flip flopped and this year me and Sammy are passed down on the bathroom floor, but us naked and Ralph has to drag us Jesus. into the bed. Just yes, sh- we're going to make that happen. But, but hey, <laughs> make sure you got your uh, cosplay fucking uh, Jason. Costume. Oh, that I'm way you can carry their naked oh, no. bodies. Oh, we're, uh, oh. we're dressing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My Jason, wife Pamela? found a perfect Pamela outfit, and perfect sweater. She got a blonde wig that your wife's going to do up. Oh, nice. And I'm going as Tommy Jarvis. I found the jacket. Oh, And a little toy shotgun. Dude. So I'm like, I wanted to go you as want- Corey Feldman with yeah. the hiked up shorts go that and time. shit. God, that would oh, be hilarious. Shit. Right? Just fat oozing. If y'all do that Saturday, y'all have to go to the costume contest or Friday night. Whichever one has the costume contest, go to that. Saturday. You win. Like badass shit. We won't win. Like, dude. We won't win. That's worth dude, a shot. We got three of y'all there together. Tommy Jarvis, fucking Pamela, and Jason. I want to go as I kinda wanna go as Corey Feldman. What Jason are you going as? It's the one that I put together. Oh like, really? Like there's no there's no like movie to it because okay, I no, couldn't. No, no, no. That's cool. I couldn't get a I can't I can't find the right jacket to I always thought you had, I always thought you had the right jacket for part six. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw in some of the pictures it looked like you're fucking decked out for fucking Four. Uh, I look more like four. Really? Yeah. Dude. Except his head my piece head, isn't four. It's like it's all, eight. It's um it's no, the it's, one from it's the one that, that that's mimicked after uh Freddy vs. Jason. That's oh, what it's supposed to be. Yeah. The black head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always I always Because that's what the mask is modeled God, I after. I love the black head. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I and think I'm, that one and, and the, 
Blackhead is the best head you can get when, it's, when you're talking about Jason. Second to only uh, weird uh, fucking. Uh, oh, I love that Blackhead. Jason, uh, fuck, what's the one with the psychic powers that Carrie meets? Oh, part seven. Part, part seven. seven. Jason's yeah. awesome. Jason. Yeah. Because yeah. Jason versus fucking, Tina. When his shit cracks on. <laughs> <laughs> Like I would, <laughs> like fucking sloth. Second I only would, blackhead. I would do that, Jason, but I don't have like all the prosthetic pieces to do like the bone. Like, oh, the, yeah. bone. the spinal fucking. Yeah. yeah. Like I know where to get all it. All you gotta like. I don't have the money. Judging for it, that you yeah. wear the lighter pants, it's more like three or four. But your head, like your head pieces, is mm. uh, smooth. I think I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go as Black Panther. Short, chubby, Black Panther. <laughs> Dude, I think I, I'm going to talk my wife into doing the Corey Feldman one. You think you do, dude? Because my head's already bald. I'm shaving it for the you're concert. There, you're there all weekend. Have, so just go, shave patchy shit no, no, in no. my head. No, go go Feldman one day and then go Jarvis. The no, because I have to shave my head. You look ready for the Jarvis though. Regular Which Jarvis, one? not Corey Feldman Jarvis. That's what I'm saying. So the Corey Feldman one, all I got to do is just run a razor over my head a few times, get it all patchy and shit. Put on some days the Dukes, <laughs> a right. pop collar. Maybe you don't go Corey. Feldman. Oh, that'd be hilarious! Dude. You never go full Corey. No, Feldman. never go full. I'm Feldman. going full. That way, when I bend over, everybody gets a look God at the berries. Damn. Jesus Christ! Seven <laughs> nuts stick out. Of each one leg. goose hanging out. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What's the lever and Jesus shit? Jesus Christ! Looks like a deformed goat. <laughs> <laughs> Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that'd be like mating an aardvark. Oh, oh, oh! oh. Keep it up. Oh, lift it, lift it, lift it, lift it. Smooth, smooth. Hey guys, your buddy Ralph here. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to record an outro for this episode, so you're going to have to deal with me for a few seconds. I promise I won't take that much time, maybe 10 seconds, 15, depending on how long I want to sit here and talk to you. So, Texas Frightmare is literally this weekend, like within our grasp. And by the time you guys listen to this, it'll most likely be Texas Frightmare. It'll most likely be on the day of. So, if you guys are on your way up there, please drive safe. We want to see everybody that that wants to be there, everybody that's excited to be there, because I know we sure as hell are super excited. We're super stoked for this, and we're we've been looking forward to this day for a very long time, and we're looking forward to next year's already, and we haven't even gotten to it. So drive safe. We'll see you guys there. If you find us, come by, say hi, shake our hand, or just completely ignore us entirely. We're going to have fun regardless. So, this is Ralph. You guys have yourselves a great day, great night, whatever time you're listening to this. And remember to keep it scary. Thank you for listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary.